<laughs> a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. The evil. Not our real names. Nailed it. Again, you know, that, that cool opening song just melts away, and here we are, just, your favorite movie guys. Just chatting with each yeah. other, as, you know, as friends do. It's like we don't know the camera's on, and then we're like, oh, hey, there you are. <laughs> and then, and, and yet we still feel the need to tell them that's what we're doing right. over and over. Over and over. Well, welcome to A Little <laughs> Independent. We're the movie podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hey, Todd. Hi, Ryan. You did the hey again. Hey, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just let that go. Hi, Todd. It it slows us down. Yeah, it does. Yeah. (laughs) So let's do it again. Welcome to A Little Independent. (laughs) Podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, or just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. There she is. There she is. <laughs> we left her in the closet the first yes, time. Yes, we did. Well, our last podcast, I was thinking about this. I, If if ever, anybody listens to the whole thing, maybe there should be a prize. <laughs> we should give a prize. Are, are you saying a back that massage. not one person's going to make it through an entire I don't know. Packet? I hope it doesn't stop you from listening. Yeah. But I think it, we, I don't know. It. We had some good tangents. We, we, we rambled a little bit, maybe, but um, I'm just remembering it as being maybe just total insanity or great. I don't know. What last episode? Yeah, yeah. We haven't. We have to. Uh, we have to listen back on that one. We I don't. I don't know if I will. I <laughs> just throw that one out if, into the universe. See what if happens. If you dare. But last um, last time we did a what you know I, I think it wasn't categorized as a horror movie, but we did a a horror ish movie. I think it had elements of horror. And I was thinking to do something totally different. And then I'm like, I'm overthinking it. I just want to do a movie that I just want to fucking see. Yeah. This is what I feel like seeing. And I feel like making Todd see it too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you've been doing that the last few. The last few. I just want to have a good time. Girl just wants to have fun, you know? (laughs) Because this is definitely your your wheelhouse. (laughs) The the campy, weird horror flick. Yeah. With with elements of Star Wars and fantasy, and you know, let let it be. Oh, interesting. Well, let it you know, let it be known. Uh, a movie like we're doing today is is ridiculous, but I don't think all of them executed as well uh, uh, on the absurd kind of craziness um, scale. Right. Yeah, and our movie the, today is the 2020, so very recent film Psycho Goreman, which uh, so. <laughs> Episode twenty two. I got to say, this is our most current movie. I was, I was sure. checking that. Is yeah, that I don't case? think we've had a twenty twenty. Okay, so. cool. Uh, I, I've been thinking too much about the years and and yeah. how, how many we do in the twenties or whatever. Again, it's, it's more about. What I you, just want to have hey, a good time. I like this movie. Yeah, let's do it. Psycho Gorman is a film that. Uh, any of you who know me or are getting to know me through this podcast know that I would love. I love on the title alone. I love on the cover of the film alone. I love everything about it. 
because crazy movie titles like Hobo with a Shotgun, <laughs> The Greasy Strangler, yeah, Fried Berry. I like all those movies. And he's probably going to make me watch them all. So <laughs> well, we're okay. going to make you watch them all. <laughs> and people are saying that about mine, too. Like, oh, here he goes again. Another, uh, you know, that's when recovery. No, damn, that, you know, that's when you do something off the wall. It's going to blow that. people's minds. Yeah. Like, well, the last couple have been very different. So I think, um, yeah, you've you've had plenty with whimsy. Whimsy. <laughs> Whimsical. Whimsical movies from Todd. I said I wouldn't do accents anymore. I don't know why I'm doing that. Because it's fun. Uh, this is a, a movie, again, that is, is as loony as it sounds. And the description, uh, after unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. Yeah. Do you think that's close? Uh, and it's a gem of a movie. <laughs> It's always fun, I think, for both of us to gauge whether the other person liked the movie no, and well, then when it's going to come and, out. You know, you, you, I think sometimes you think, like, what am I going to make Todd watch next? Yes, let's do this one. Well, I'm sure you can tell in knowing me that, like, I, I take legitimate joy in this movie. I, I, yeah. I do. Like, I brought the, the Blu-ray just because <laughs> I've got a visual thing I want to show you, but... Well, yeah, then it lets me see the, the cover you were just referring to right. as well. The movie is billed as comedy, horror, sci-fi. Exactly. Yeah. As, so as, as what's-his-name in Roadhouse would say, exactly right. That was an interesting and obscure movie line reference. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. You know who, you know, you are you with me on that one? I'm not. That's why I was going to All right, so it's not Swayze. It's okay. Swayze's mentor. Okay. Who is... Uh, and his name is eluding me, you know, the, the Marlboro Man guy. Marlboro, Sam. Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Worthington. Sam Elliott. Sam. He did it. <laughs> Sam Neal. He, uh, he's in there somewhere. He killed Hitler and the Bigfoot. So, yeah. American treasure, Sam Elliott. They say his name, and and, the, and one guy goes, holy shit. And then he goes, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So Wyatt. The, <laughs> Just, then he that just popped into my head stuff. right at that moment, so I had to, you know, <laughs> I had to spit it out. Yes, Bill is a comedy horror sci-fi, and I'm guessing right off the bat, I'm not going to have to ask you each time you've seen <laughs> none of these people in any other movie before. Correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then you usually find something, and I'm like, oh, they were in that. We'll see. You, we'll you, see. You usually find something, <laughs> and and I think that's the same for a lot of people with all your. Research, they're going to be like, oh, wow, no way that guy was in that movie or something like that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it stars uh, Nita Josie Hanna. So three first names for that young actress who I think, I'm going to say right now, gave the performance of the year. And if there was any justice in the world, she would have gotten an Oscar nomination at least. I'm not kidding about this. I think this girl crushed this role so hard. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it. She's so good in it, and it blew me away. She was so fun. Yeah, well, you, you could tell she was very much directed to be, <laughs> you know, over the top at all times. She, yeah. So Mimi is her character's name. If I didn't say, uh, the only thing that she has been in is uh, a TV series that they did uh, called The Books of Blood. 
uh, Clive Barker adaptation. So that's her only other film or TV credit. Oh, okay. But if you look at her bio, and this is both enlightening and sad. All right. Uh, I'm ready because I didn't says, check any of this. Uh, she's been singing and dancing and acting since age three. Uh, she at one point won multiple awards at a Canadian Canadian model and talent convention. She recorded a CD in New York with the Broadway Star Project, and this is the end of it. And she is a very fast learner and can memorize lines very quickly. Even though she is small in size for a 12-year-old, she is extremely mature and is able to take on roles that are more mature. That's in her bio on IMDb, so always hustling. Huh. Like if you say they don't use IMDb for business, but what like that's clearly written. You yeah, know, how old was she? So this was done a year ago. How old or released a year ago anyway? Yeah, maybe. How 10, old is she? She's 11, twelve. Maybe? I mean, do they have yeah. a date of birth? I didn't look at that. Which okay, I, I should have. Been I mean, she looked. I was. I would have guessed ten in this movie. So it's yeah, maybe right in the ballpark. Yeah. Well, she's tremendous, um, and and as Todd said, crazy over the top, but that's, I think, why I think she's great. Uh, second in command here is Owen Murr, or Myre, uh, it's M- uh, M-Y-R-E, who plays Luke. Uh, not He's not been in a lot. No. Nope. Um, but he's in a lot, or has been in a lot, and has a bunch of development. He's got uh, Terrifier 2 in development, which is the sequel to the first Terrifier. Todd, have you seen Terrifier? I have not. Have you, Ryan? Yes. Really? Uh, clown face killer and clown horror. And... Are these all on Shudder? Is this? Oh, well, yes. This, this okay. episode, is that I how wish, you... was brought to you by Shudder. Is that how you found this? Yes, I believe I did see it advertised. Because you are... Not a sponsor, but you are a subscriber. Well, but yeah, I subscribe to them, whether they ever want to invest or subscribe yeah, to us. Yeah, Shudder, if you're listening, Ryan <laughs> Ryan is your man. He is he is in your wheelhouse. Uh, but Terrifier, which I believe I did watch on Shudder, uh, was a pretty decent horror flick. So this kid is in the sequel, uh, which also stars Felissa Rose. Uh-huh. For any of you horror fans and you know Sleepaway Camp, you know why Felissa Rose is famous. And this kid who plays Luke... Uh, also has an upcoming film. It's about to come out, and he stars in it and directs it. Nice. How? I mean, he's he's a teenager. Continue. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How fucking old is this kid? Yeah. Well, I just want to say that Luke, for me, now I, your girl was directed to be like ridiculously over the top through the whole thing. So you know, at ten years old, you can't overact. I mean, she's clearly being directed to <laughs> to be that way. But I thought Luke was very natural. I, yeah, I think yeah, he's I agree, a very yeah. natural actor. I mean, he 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 was very good with what he was faced with and yeah. had to contend with in all a lot of, of scenes. But he, all the he time, had to play he, the straight man essentially. Yeah, but he was very he was yeah. very natural. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was yeah. That, I agree. But he has a movie that he's starring in and directs, although he's fifteen, and the movie is called Fourteen. <laughs> The number four and then T E E N, so it's called fourteen. How? So all right, there you go. Writing and directing. Well, at, they at made 14. a number. They made a movie thirteen, right? Years back with two stars in it, or one who ended up being a major star. Our girl from. Uh, you're gonna have to help me with the name. Dog on it. Her and her sister get lost in the woods, which will end up on this podcast at some point. Okay, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <Ryan's> absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. much better with names than I am. Yeah, 
another day where I'm super tired, but um, the the you know the neurons are firing. Uh, also stars Matthew Ninabir or Ninaber, and he plays the body of Psycho Goreman. Yeah. So Psycho Goreman, just the physical presence inside the suit. Yeah, movie almost killed him. I he, saw in a uh, <laughs> interview that that suit almost killed him. Yeah, he it, literally was baking because you could not sweat. Really tough experience for him in yeah. that suit. Yeah, and it's the first and maybe only time that he's ever done any work like that. He has really no credits. Really nothing about him. <laughs> yeah. he, he's like, I ain't doing this shit again. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, in the interview I saw, I mean, he didn't look that traumatized, but maybe. Uh, also built Stephen Vlahos, who is the voice of Psycho Gorman. In a world. And I, I, I listed him because one of the things I love about this movie is, is the dialogue. Uh, and Psycho yeah. Gorman's <laughs> incessant, threatening spew makes me laugh real yeah. hard. The dialogue is crazy funny. I mean, it's just it's so over the top. All right. So you've seen the movie. Yes. You've heard him speak. I'm going to show you a photo of Stephen Vlahos, the voice of Psycho Gorman. Okay. And I just want to tell me if I said that this is the guy, would you think he's the guy? No. <laughs> it looks like if uh, Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back, Cotter, uh-huh. and what's her name from Saturday Night Live, Roseanne Rosanna Dana, yeah. had a had a love child it would be this guy he would not be going in a world psycho gorman wow yeah. yeah all right so you know granted this is not a visual medium but uh hopefully my description was don't uh, let looks deceive you because yeah. that dude has a totally different timber coming out of his lip face oh yeah 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 you 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 folks out there will have to Google his picture yeah. and then uh Steven Vlahos or Vlahos. Anyway, he does well and he is in a TV show that I've been hearing a ton about. Um and I'm behind on another podcast, but they're talking about this show now. The show is called Wayne. Uh maybe it was on Amazon. Have you heard of that show, Wayne? No, I'm just, I'm just I feel like I'm hearing about it from like all directions, and this is like the fourth thing that's brought it up. Uh this movie also stars again. I think almost the stealer, stealer of the show, Adam Brooks, who plays Greg. <laughs> Fucking Greg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing some legit chuckles. So this podcast may go, may go okay for me. But Greg is, uh, I, lo- I like this actor, and I'd seen him in other things. He is in a horror movie, I think also directed by this director called Father's Day. He's in an awesome horror movie called The Editor, and he's in the sequel to Wolf Cop, another Wolf Cop. God, what a title. Yeah. Have you seen Wolf Cop? No. Do you want to guess what it's about? It, it is about um, dancers in flamenco outfits Ooh. Uh, in the 1920s. Slower. Southern France. Wolf Cop. Yeah. Okay. And then there's it's this like wolf. a hard-boiled detective. There's, oh, okay, this wolf shows up. A wolf, an American werewolf in France. And <laughs> ah, well, they I think they did an American werewolf in Paris. And then a cop the comes. And then there's the a cop. Eaters. And then the wolf attacks the cop. And they become lovers. And and then you have a wolf cop. Oh. 
So the product of their love is a wolf cop? No, it's no. He attacks not in oh. in, in oh, a killing attack, not a not a turned into a lycanthrope, not a rapist wolf. A, he's turned into a lycanthrope from the other wolf. Okay, uh, no, that's not what it's about. It's about a so close um, uh, a cop that's bitten by a werewolf and he becomes a wolf cop. <laughs> and this is the sequel. So Greg Adam Brooks, who plays Greg, is in another wolf cop. Then you have Alexis Kara. Uh, sorry, Alexis Carahancy, who plays Susan, and I can't find anything at all about her. Nothing. nothing. She didn't do anything nothing else before. Since I was wondering if maybe she was, and not to say this about her acting, but was a f- friend of the production, a producer, or something, because there's just nothing about her. And then there is a character of Pandora, who I'm going to call out, Kristen McCullough. She was the body of this character, and then Anna Tierney who is the voice. And again, two actresses, just not a ton of stuff. So wow. definitely independent in spirit because this is a lot of first time, like really taking a chance. On Were they all Canadian actors for the most part, you think? And then they just, you know, are yeah, so maybe. far from, yeah, I don't know, know. movies. I mean, Vancouver's got a big, and I didn't, school. you know, do deep dives on everybody. It was just mostly, you know, cursory stuff, but that's what it, it feels like that. Yeah. That, that might be the case. Written and directed, Psycho Gorman was written and directed by Stephen Kostansky, who came up through uh, the world of the art, the arts department, makeup, effects. He worked on Capote, for goodness sakes. So, you know, there's something there. <clears throat> but again, this director, I had seen him before in a film called Manborg. Nice. Have you seen Manborg? No. All right. <laughs> What do you no, I'm not gonna ask you. You know what it's about? It's a I won't man go on cyborg. another tangent, I promise. It's about um, a man and a cyborg. It's it's a manborg, and then he did Leprechaun Returns. So he did he brought the Leprechaun franchise back to form. And that was like recent a recent Fairly work? recent, okay. yeah. Because I have uh, no idea how Warwick many Warwick Davis there did are. not re- reprise the his titular character. Not titular, but his well, really famous character. They need to get Aniston back in there. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. See, I mean, if I were her, I would totally do something. Jamie shit Lee like Curtis that. did it. That's what launched her career. Why not Aniston? Well, but I mean, like somebody who was in a horror movie, like having Matthew McConaughey go back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, series. but I mean, H2O, Jamie Lee came back, right? The 20th anniversary. Yeah, but Aniston. she never really. She never left. <laughs> you see she what I'm kept saying? kept coming back for more. That, I, I agree. Leprechaun that'd is be, what launched her. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be super cool. I, and again, if I were her, I would totally do yeah, that. We're just call, for we're, fun. We're calling. We're we're calling it out. Yeah. But I, now that I'm talking, now that we're talking about it, I I love that. Like McConaughey back in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. So many of them. Tom Hanks back to the slasher genre. Or well, he was the killer in his movie. Um. <laughs> oh, but so Man Work, Father's Day, Leprechaun Returns, and The Void. The Void. Now. Ooh. You know, I'm fucking around might... a lot about a lot of these other movies. I don't think they'd maybe be in your wheelhouse, but the void of the ones that uh, of his that I just mentioned, the yeah. void, you would really enjoy. I may that sounds really familiar. It was on Netflix, big like they're promoting it kind of as a, uh-huh. like a fun horror to watch. Was it Netflix? I don't remember. I may have seen that one. It's really really well done. So I went into this movie going, I'm kind of a fanboy already. So I will tell you that my, st- my my expectations were huge. So y- before you bought the Blu-ray, you had already seen it? No. Uh, I had seen the other movies that he'd done. Okay. And I bought this side unseen. 
Cool. As you yeah. want to do. You that was my when I, I was more capricious with a better job, I guess. But <laughs> well, yeah. So you don't do that so much anymore. But well, I no, know that's no. something you like to do. Um, yeah, but you know, this is just one of those calculated risks. Every once yeah. in a while, I'll get a text of a picture of a Blu-ray yeah, and yeah, yeah. like just arrived. Yeah. Well, you know, some people hey, it's collect fun. peacocks and it's exotic that- <laughs> animals. I do this. It's it's certainly not an indictment because we're like we're gambling. doing a movie Some people podcast. Gamble at that casino. I gamble at at the Blue Ray Isle in Meyer. That's, yeah, that's my craps it, table. That's your gamble. Like, and, and <laughs> I I mine is that I spend and I do this all the time. I can spend an hour hour and a half searching and still not have what yeah. you know just trying to find that movie to you're, watch. Well, you're metal detecting. That's your metal yeah, detecting. I, but I mean, I've spent the length of a movie looking for yeah. a movie and then sometimes just given up. Well, Todd, that's why this podcast can come in handy. <laughs> you don't have to scroll any longer. You can just go ahead and pick one of our movies and know it's going to be good. Right next to your KTEL Pocket Fisherman. <laughs> that's right, but there's more. <laughs> if you order now... We'll send you a pair of slightly used autographed underwear. By Buffalo Bill. By Buffalo Bill. Wait, wait, wait. So, yeah, if I said, well, hello, Clarice, what movie would that be in, Ryan? So it wouldn't be Silence of the Lambs. No, it would be Hannibal. It would be Hannibal. Yeah. Our tagline for the film today, Little Girl, Big Psycho. Oh, man. <laughs> Man, I don't and and given the I don't cover, know what to say about that one. That's the, the a little, little girl's not even in the cover. I, that's why it's off-putting, right? But you can see what's the other. There's another tagline on the top of the the Blu-ray here. All there right. you go. I'll pass it over. Yeah, it, it, it's tiny print. Really tiny. He will bathe in your blood. He will. He he likes to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's good because that's that's the official tagline though is "Little Girl, Big Psycho." Um, and what does the bottom, the review at the bottom of that uh, Blu-ray cover? What, read that full review, the cap, the caption version of wow. it. Wow, a heartwarming and heart-ripping family classic. Ryan, I ask you, <laughs> would you watch this movie with your children? Did you watch this movie with your children? I wish I did. Let me. I'll answer it that way. I want to say. I would I probably say at fourteen. She's getting close to be able to watch. I'd probably this. watch it with my daughter. Yeah, I, I would say your because son because it's 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 the the it's just gore. You know, that's really the uh, yeah. And there's yeah. I don't think there's anything beyond what she's heard at school. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. No, no, goddamn, pulling her out public, <laughs> not Home having in private. Whole and you could and well, Jess could. Yeah. The budget on the film one point five million. Uh, worldwide gross ninety five k, so not a not a not a huge huge winner at the box office. No, necessarily. A, lo- a lot of our movies come in that way, That's but some true. are like <clears throat> like mine, <clears throat> Open Water, yeah. fifty five mil, huge 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 returns, and a hundred thousand dollar investment, huge returns on that movie. And this movie clocked in at one hour and thirty five minutes, so a little longer than I guess your typical um, kind of horror comedy. A lot of those seem to be a little on the more you know, yeah, it's right in there. Side, but hour and a half. Some some are hour twenty. A couple of notes on some some awards. It was the winner of best feature film at the Sheffield Horror Film Fest. Oh, again, one of Ryan's festivals. Yeah, winner of the Audience <laughs> Award and Monsters Choice winner for best film at Monster Fest. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of cool effects in this. And yeah. and I think the brother's named Luke for a reason. There's some <laughs> oh, homages to me in there yeah. that he, yeah. Well, I I watched it a few times, and the last time was with the director's commentary. So I've got a few maybe, oh, maybe very cool. tidbits. Okay. Um, and this movie was nominated at, and we're bringing it up, I think, for a second or third time on this podcast. It was a nominee at the Catalonian Film Fest. That, that Spanish, <laughs> that... Catalonian. We have to look this one up. Yeah, I mean, maybe so it's come up to, a few times. We should make. We should do a road trip and yeah. do a podcast from. Well, we can't the Catalonian. Drive we got to get on a boat. Yeah, Are you saying I have to planes. get on a plane? Yeah, trains. How about planes? Trains. Oh, you beat me to it. All right, Sundance. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who are those guys? Who are those guys? <laughs> The the movie starts and did you get? Let me ask you this: as you were watching it, and maybe when did you get a vibe of what era or what kind of theme this movie was going for? Did something st- stand the out? Music, to you? The music, the music, right away made me feel. First, I thought eighties, but then I thought maybe nineties. I mean, there's a VCR in there that gets smashed, but it's the guitar stuff. It's pre-grunge yeah. so like to me, you know. The in the background, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all you know, Randy Rhodes kind of, you know, right? Hair, hair metal, pretty boy right. band stuff that you love so much, Ryan. <laughs> that you know, there was some merit in some of it, but I, th- I think you're right on because in in knowing what I know about the movie and uh, especially the director's commentary, they were going for a late '80s, '90s, yeah, total, you know, homage. Okay. Yeah, which I mean, you got pretty good. Yeah, and, off the, and back. the big tube TV. Because the know. opening of the movie is is what? It's a huge crawl, <laughs> which there's your Star Trek or Star Wars start to woof. <laughs> the battle line Hello. has just been drawn. The worlds are that, colliding. That isn't even a, a Freudian or a Lucasian slip. Well, because Trekkies and yeah, Star Wars just, people get along you so know, well. I guess verbally, linguistically, Star to. You know, it rolls off the tongue easier than Star War. You know what I mean? So if you're going fast, you're going Star Trek. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> but an opening crawl. And you saw that in a lot of 80s movies. Yeah. And this one, no different. It's got the old English, like, script. It's Except, like cursive or something. Yeah, and, and he reads it. You know, they, the... Yeah, there's a narrator. Yeah, which I thought was this guy, the, the Gorman... No, totally separate guy. That was a different voice that read the intro? Yeah. Because he kind of had that Again, they had a whopping $1.5 million to spend, so they can- uh, They could hire two guys. Get a whole lot of voice talent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love that you knew that, because I I would have just said it's the same guy. Those crawls, you know, I remember like Sword and the Sorcerer. I don't know if that one had Dragon Slayer. That shit would just pump me up. Like, I'd get the crawl, and I'd be like, yeah. Well, because you're such a Star Wars fan, I think. But I was just going to say, I totally distanced Star Wars from those. Star Wars, the Star Wars crawl, didn't really pump me up as much as it just informed me. (laughs) The other ones, and I don't know why the delineation. That's really weird. Yeah. Because the music was almost the same. It It was like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I don't know if Star Wars is the first one to do the crawl, but it's the, the one I liken it to. You know, that's what I think. Yeah. When I see that, but I, I think about the, there. There are two different ones. The Star Wars one is just more functional. Well, and it's on its angle and kind of disappearing. You know, into the yeah. middle, like middle of the set, where this just kind of just scrolled just up. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you what's what. Bottom to top. 
saying that there's some Templars and there's a Gygax planet Gygax. Yeah, the Templar stuff is cool. We're somebody get had that. been vanquished, and that's kind of the tone. <laughs> and then well, yeah. all was Dude, well. The, the man, the most evil to destroy the entire universe. Yeah, and that um, it, it's a good crawl. It's fine. I like. Again, coming into this, knowing it's going to be silly, I like the fact that they reference Planet Gygax. I'm so fascinated by movies like this. Where they come up with a name. Where, and I put, again, we may talk parallels to Star Wars a lot, but you think about the amount of names George Lucas has had to come up with. Yeah. And then it's (laughs) kind of like a joke. You can go online and get the Star Wars version of your name. And he's just, like, just doing crazy shit now. But... In other sci-fi movies, when they have to make up planet names, I'm so fascinated by that stuff. Because <laughs> it does Firefly fall into that? Oh with yeah, you? of course. Okay. All right, you know any and, and it, I would say arguably the Firefly planets are really cool. The names are yeah. super cool. Well, because Persephone the, is a cool the Old West tie-ins. I I, yeah. re, I really like with Firefly. But some yeah. of them are super corny and super dumb. But I just <laughs> love the fact that people are just making goofy shit up. Please, all right, since, okay. since we did it, six. please give me please give me your guy in the uh, the wink of a schoolboy's uh, eye. You know how you do that do that line. It did take the gets her out of a dress. Oh, in, in the take wink the wink of a schoolboy's take the wink of a schoolboy's eye to get you out of it a bit too, huh? <laughs> and that's that's tough to do on the spot. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was but, very well done. But that that's the. That this set the tone for me. Like, okay, I'm in nostalgia mode. Okay, and it's funny because that seems kind of like a limited shelf life and nostalgia thing. But I've I've watched this movie probably you know eight or nine times, <laughs> just because there's something that a button it pushes in me and just make, gives me a goofy grin. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's let's just let's just hold that for a second for our audience because when when you watch this, you know. If you're if you're in the if you're in that camp, and and I call these and, and forgive me if mm-hmm. you tell me what you thought, but I always call them campy horror. Yeah, I mean they're comedy horror films, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, like Final Girls is you know that that type of thing is very different from this one. But the fact that you watched it nine times. I just want people to think about that when they're watching it for their first time. Like, is just like because some people would be like, all right. I'm, I'm, you know, not going to ever watch this again. And then yeah. other people would be like, oh, hell yeah, this is my new cult film. <laughs> yeah. And I think about that. I think about my mortality and what I'm doing with my time. Oh. <laughs> and on, on that oh, deathbed. You, you, no, it wasn't. That, that wasn't. Is my rosebud going to be <laughs> Psycho Gorman? He watched. Or Fast and Yes, yeah. you know, and and that's the well, thing. On Judgment Day, so when he's, you know, what what did you do with your life? You're going to be like, I watched movies, but I'll also say, well, I also watched the Last Temptation of Christ, and I know that reading about the movie that Willem Dafoe has such a large penis that when he was on the cross, it kept slipping out, and they had to tuck it back in. <laughs> Some guy had to literally tuck Willem Dafoe's huge dong back into his. And, into and his where did legs. you read this? I don't, that's not the point. But <laughs> it is you know, if it's so not I true. could try to <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I could try to pitch it, you know, that I, I learned relevant stuff too, but no. Well, this little girl, what they made her do with the crucifix. Uh oh. Oh. Yeah, there is there's very disturbing bad reviews about that. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is see, Todd and I are very different, but we are the same. 
We do. I love campy horror. And movies. And these are the these are the fun things that make these movies fun for me. <laughs> we settle on a very um, rural, urban-ish, rural, urban slash rural uh, backyard and two young kids, and we're trying to say around ten to twelve years old, something like that. Yeah, I would maybe. I, her ten, Do you him. Think she's older. No, I, I I think she's she feels younger. I mean, in life she might be older, but I I went with ten for the movie. Okay, a ten year old, and her brothers maybe twelve to fourteen. Okay, range. All right. you, okay, yeah, and they're playing a game in the backyard. Yes, and this becomes a big part of this movie. It is in this movie thrice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we find out it's it's a game that they have made up called Crazy Bar, Crazy Ball, and it has very specific rules. Well, and it's her game, and she's made it up, and she's made up the rules. She she lets you know that with no uncertain terms, <laughs> right? And you see them playing. It's kind of you know the credits are going, and all I remember thinking is how nice that these kids are playing together. <laughs> You're thinking of your kids, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh no! You know, and they still do, but I'm I'm like, I I it was just nice to me. I'm like, I didn't yeah. think a horror movie like this, even a horror comedy, would start with this little kind of strange bonding moment. Because in a lot of these movies, they're covered in dirt. Yeah, they and are. They're both really into it. Yeah, and this first and having time. fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the game is concluded, or there's some kind of crescendo by something called a switcheroo, and you have to yeah. So it's what, it's like a, that crazy version of dodgeball and yeah, it's played it, with two um, yeah they're throwing balls at each smaller other smaller than dodgeballs though they're like size of a nine inch softball or something like that but dodgeball consistency not to be confused with william defoe <laughs> right, right. <laughs> again it's on a, another podcast that i listened to they made a t-shirt out of it like somebody said he has a confusingly large penis <laughs> And then I tied it to that uh, Last Temptation of Christ story. Oh, good And so stuff. they're playing this game, and at the crescendo, it's very clear that the loser gets buried alive. Yeah, their bet was, what, like, one wins, controls the universe, well, yeah, and the other, and the other one gets, gets buried, buried alive. alive. Yeah, yeah. Again, funny line, yeah. I think. And it cuts to them, <laughs> and they've dug the biggest hole in the world. He, I mean, he's her down brother, there. She, she's <laughs> making, she's... Standing there, she's the foreman. Yeah, dig faster. I got to I got something to do. It's getting dark. <laughs> yeah, and so note about the the film is there are two houses used in the film. One is the backyard, and I think the bedrooms. Okay. The other is the exterior and the interior, but the bulk of the interior. Oh, nice. And they're both films of two of the producers, and they were down the street from one another. Uh, both houses of both the houses. producers? Yeah. Okay. So those were the homes that were used for the filming, and pretty much everything else was filmed That's, within And for me, and I'm sure you too, distance. we love low-budget films because of how they get the movies done. This is, you know, yeah. basically you're, you've already scouted when you're writing the script on a lot of these. Like, yeah. you know, like Open Water, they were both scuba divers, and they knew of these places to go, and then they make they make a movie around it. Yeah. You know, just- and they used it's what art. they had. And, it's and art, Ryan. There is one uh, or a couple of scenes that they had to do guerrilla style and almost got in trouble for doing yeah. because they didn't have permits. Yeah. So when you when you you know listen to commentaries if you do, and I think you should, or listen to to interviews, that kind of stuff makes the next time you watch that movie almost I think even more enjoyable. It yeah. Doesn't take you out of it. You're just like, man, what they went through to get that shot—that's pretty neat. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so insightful. And so they they really did all this to this person's backyard. And the commentary says, like, when we started filming, this guy had a yard. When we were done, <laughs> it was devastated beyond repair. Yeah. <laughs> it is a very deep hole. Yeah. Like, there's no, way, there's no hole. way that kid dug that by himself in that little You time. needed machinery yeah. to get there. Yeah. But he ends up, uh, again, maybe predictably, hitting something solid because yep. he's 12 feet <laughs> yeah. into and the And what does he think he hit? What does he say? Grandma. Oh, yeah. Is this, is this where they bury grandma and then she starts yelling at him? No, grandma's in hell forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, what the hell, little girl? Is Stop this where it. they buried grandma? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and it, But like 10 feet down yeah, in the backyard. Yeah, No, it, No headstone. And something <laughs> starts, you know, glowing. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of, I'd say, getting it out of the way. Star Wars parallels, E.T. Yeah. Vibes. Um, I, I, I think a pretty significant amount of E.T. But and then she goes down and realizes that she's got to do an eeny, meeny, miny, mo and punch what didn't look like buttons to me. But yeah. she figures oh, sure. it out, yeah. a la the, the last Predator movie, where the kid like goes, oh, boop, yeah. boop, 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 and enters the autism, ship. He has autism, but he can. But yeah, yeah. he just like sees it. You know, and so then hits the because button. later they infer that the code to release this thing only like even geniuses on their planet couldn't do it. Yeah, they had to be a much higher intelligence than us, and they don't believe that that's possible. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. That was really cool, and she, and this is a big theme throughout this. She establishes her dominance as a personality. She's she's got a big personality. Would you say, yeah. Mimi? <laughs> Bigger than life. And she says, and crazy ball champion gets the, the jewel, and she just takes it. Yeah. And yeah, there you go. And, and, you know, she can beat up her brother at will, her bigger brother yeah. at will, and he's afraid of her. Right. The whole family's afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> and as we find out, uh, a bloodthirsty world-ending monster. Because <laughs> she's got the jewel. Uh, and, yeah, that helps. But they they – Go to, you know, they're establishing, a, you know, they establish a brother and sister, you assume, in a family. And a good way to do this is right into bedtime. Yeah. Right? Do you kids know what time it is? Yeah. Yeah. Come on in for bed. Be in bed. Yeah. Now, so nice, wholesome little start to the movie, right? A little predictable, but what have you. And this is where they're doing their bedtime talk. Now, Greg, who plays the dad. Yeah. This guy is fucking solid gold. I, I love <laughs> him so much. He's what? <laughs> Oh, not sorry. a sponsor. He, uh, uh, yeah. I'll, uh, so wait, can we take that over? Oh, that guy, I love him. He's founder's solid gold. Yeah, Todd's drink of choice this mm. evening, ladies and just gentlemen. Ron just called it right out and, and we'll didn't even realize it. DM us and we'll give you our address if you want to send him some. But they have the bedtime, and I love the the differences between the questions that Luke and Mimi answer because Luke uh, goes to because they maybe suspect. There's monsters in the hole, so Luke is asking his parents, "Are monsters real?" Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> are, are you doing the Luke one? Or are you doing the, the Luke uh, one? Or the other one? And, and Greg's okay. response is just oh yeah, so funny. To and me. then and then the mother looking at him, you know, the face she makes, <laughs> yeah. is solid gold. It, it's it's really funny. <laughs> and again, early in the movie, I'm liking the cadence already. Like you know, you don't know how nutty this dad's going to be. Yeah, because he, he just ends up being a real bizarre fucker, but that's a, a funny thing. 
And so this this boy Luke is is worried about about monsters, and you cut immediately uh-huh. to Mimi. And the way she asks about monsters is different. Now this is my clip, and I know this is early. Yeah. But throughout this movie, there's so many cool things clip wise that you could do, right? Yeah. And I had no idea which one you okay. would pick. I was thinking about it. I'm like, there's too many. I forgot to ask you at the top. Yeah. But, no, but I, I mean, there's there. so many that you could have picked, and and actually, I wouldn't have picked this one. What? So this is our kind of introduction to Mimi, and it's her in bed, and she's just all covers up to her neck, and she looks super adorable. Yeah. And it it starts with her parents kind of chastising her for being too rough for their brother. So that's where the clip starts. But the, this is, I think, establishing who this character is. And the director's commentary backs that up. He's like, this is who this girl is. I love this scene. I love her delivery. And uh, I want you to note how she says crazy ball in this scene right off the bat because it makes me laugh so hard every time. But uh, here is our introduction to... Mimi at bedtime. Mimi, I don't want to keep going through this, okay? Remember what we said last time you were playing kooky ball? It's crazy ball! Plus, it's not even my fault. Check the tapes. Luke sucks. It doesn't matter, okay? You need to take it easy on your brother. He won't want to play with you anymore. What's the deal with monsters? Are they fake? Are they real? All the above. Yeah, what's, what's with all the monster talk tonight? It's just that... Is that our monsters coming to kill us? To make sure they... To make sure they kill Luke first. That's harsh. But okay. Mimi, that's a horrible thing to say. Why? Dismissed. Good night, wacko. Dad! Okay, so that clip... I, I think I love that clip because yeah. you get a little bit of the dad. Right. That's harsh. So so who does that character remind you of, of a past a podcast we did? Because it does remind you. Who, who's she going to grow up into? I, I, I think maybe uh, an Olympic bronze medalist. Proud of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's some moments of that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, too. It, I wrote it reminds it down. you of that. Yeah. yeah. And But what I love about that scene is she's like, so what about monsters? Are they real? Are they fake? It's totally yeah, different than Luke. Cuts them right off with her their little lecture. Yeah. You know, she's not having any of it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. And he says, she says, dismissed. Yeah. But she, the thing that you don't see, she says, hey, and puts her hand up. Well, she covered her face when yeah. she said dismissed. She uh, went under the covers. And she holds her hand up, hey, and her dad forgot to give her her high five. Yeah. So that's like a little father-daughter routine that yeah. they have. and. Ryan really likes that. He Yes, I do. He anything with the father daughter and oh, I have to mention, today is my baby girl's birthday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All she's right. not a baby anymore, unfortunately. That's uh, sad. But not. just since we're talking about that the father daughter. Seventy two uh, years. Happy young birthday, today. Heather. Um, happy birthday, Heather. <laughs> my goodness. Uh I haven't met you or any of your siblings, Heather, because I think your father is disappointed in me. <laughs> Yeah. Or embarrassed of me? <laughs> Probably uh, both. Or because they're five hours away. <laughs> right. But, you know. Come on been, up and we'll all go on a wine tour together. There's been ample opportunity, Heather. This fall. And your siblings. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> and, I'm being chastised, not you, Heather. Again, <laughs> this is where I like these sweet little connections in that this is... 
uh, Mimi gets up and she starts knocking on the wall and it's the opposite wall is Luke's and they have this little knocking language yeah. that they've worked out. And Morse code is what I got out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not, but that's what it's supposed but to be. But knowing, I guess, Mimi's penchant for complicated game She made rules, up her own. She maybe she did. made up her own Morse code. I think code. she did. <laughs> I'm going to put I it like down. That. She did. I like that. And they, they have And this, it wouldn't be called Morse. It would be Amy's, you yeah, know, something. Mimi's code, MC. Or Mimi. Why did I say Amy? And again, Luke asks in knocking language about grandma, and that's when she writes back, grandma's in hell forever. Yeah. <laughs> and the more I'm watching this movie, she's I'm like, so me- she's so, I like this kid. She's so bronze. I like so this kid. Look yeah. at her. Grandma's in hell forever. And this is the point that outside the um, the hole that they uh, have made starts to glow. Yeah, it's been filled in. Yep. And you know things are the moving monster, around. The monsters coming up, and a hand emerges. Uh, and that hand was one of the, I think, the lead effects supervisor or something. So one of the effects team. Yeah, it was their hand. Homage to many, many, many yep. horror films. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the. Now we cut to a warehouse with a bunch of robbers. This has this movie has, and some people might not like this, and maybe you didn't. You know, hard cuts in theme and hard uh-huh. cuts in general, uh, which is something again in the commentary was done intentionally. So I was going to say, if you didn't like it, it was absolutely intentional. Okay, I did notice the hard cuts. Yeah, and hard cut in in theme because we cut to this warehouse and these robbers are talking about the robbery that they did not do well. No, that they didn't get any they value missed, out of. He, he's yeah. like, you know, who, nobody's going to, no pawn shop is going to buy this, the alpha of the three. And it's a VCR, what I thought was a VCR. And then he smashes it oh, on the ground because right. he said no pawn shop is going to buy this crap. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And then the guy with the long hair underneath the, sto- the, the older stocking cap, guy, the older yeah. guy. Uh, sorry, brother, but acting is not your forte. <laughs> We, you know, uh, I guess so you could bad, buy you could remember. buy a Fender Squire for <laughs> all right, and and start rocking on Oof. that because you got the hair for harsh. It. All right, fella. Well, I didn't obviously list him in the cast that we discussed for a yeah. reason. And <laughs> well, not to be uh, so. I hate to think sounding negative, but I just it, it's really stood out okay. to me that his, he should have stopped. He, he owned that the, statement, man. Just rip away. Fuck that guy. Let's do it. <laughs> no, own that statement. He he. How many movies am I in? This guy sucks. I Todd, <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. I, he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we don't know if there were members of the crew that stepped in or, you know, indie right. movies yeah, as he, we he know. Is, he is not a, a seasoned actor, that's all. <laughs> but we'll the say. guy, the alpha's pretty Yeah, he, he does his over the top. I didn't adequately. look him up, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he was somebody, you know, like a sports star or something. Oh, um, you know, maybe or a Canadian, like a football uh, player or something. Jimmy, uh, I don't know what I didn't look him up and I should have before I even said some bullshit like this, <laughs> but we now have the arrival of a monster. Yeah. And you have, I think kind of a classic silhouetted, you know, steam manufactured pumped in for no reason monster entrance and i like that I yeah think it cool. was definitely classic yep <laughs> he's just standing in the doorway but you don't see him first yep. you see the reaction of the yeah. other guy when he drops the what looked like the holy grail from the last supper right cup yeah gold cup he <laughs> falls to the ground like he's breaking vcrs because they had no value but the other guy's holding a, a gold 
chalice. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> it's a state. It's an indictment on the education system of this country is what it is. Well, it also and, you know, ties in with this this writer-director not liking any religious institutions, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, see, this is why I adore you, Todd. And this creature, again, the way he speaks in... You will be in a thousand nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> You're all bathing. He, everything he says is funny. Yeah. But again, it's meant to be funny. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I laugh it at is. all of his bombastic threats. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's definitely over the top. And and he tells two of the to the robbers who are cowering in fear about their potential destinies and things. And then he says, "But not today." <laughs> and he explodes their their heads rips off. their heads off <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah. So what what did you feel when you watched that? <laughs> uh, I thought that well, I, I had seen it on a review too, where they talked about their uh, prowess and special effects, and that's I thought I went yeah. I mean, they spent a lot of time getting these effects because that that's not yeah. easy to do. You know, and it, it was, stuff. as I understand, a really collaborative effort too. Like he called in favors on a couple of like just distinct sequences yeah. of people who did some, and more on the digital side, like for free. Oh, that's cool. He was saying names that I didn't, you know, know yeah. or look up, but like, I, I couldn't believe that they stepped in and helped and well, that, did all that's that. That's what independent film's all about. <laughs> yeah. Just like our Paris Hilton doing the $50,000 appearance to get the film finished on your, uh, oh, on your repo. Yeah. Thanks for remembering let's, give, that. let's give Paris a little more love than, I, than just did. That was, he was, he was really <laughs> upset with Paris. That's right. A call back to my, my <laughs> wife just giving Paris Hilton the biz. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> Psycho Gorman makes, uh, again, short order of two of these guys. He, it, he has telekinetic powers. Because the last guy, we know he, he doesn't kill him, but he puts him in like a stasis. So he has a power to mesmerize you. Did well, you clock, he, like, he all sends him into some torturous hell yeah, like forever like dimension. Yeah. Okay. Like the body's still so physically like here. Hellraiser vibe. Like you're going to be in hell. Yeah. There are definitely homages to Hellraiser because they referred to that in some interviews. Okay. Yeah. So he puts this last guy in stasis, and then a hard cut to the next day, and the hole is undug. Yeah. <laughs> and they, the whole conversation, uh, but the conversation about, oh, the conversation at the hole. Yeah. Let's get him out of the way. The conversation about the hole. The family's standing there. Uh, is this for the family, and somebody's got to fill it in? Is yeah. It just that? But that's just a funny, that, that whole exchange makes me laugh. Well, and it. You know, we really start getting the intro to the to the dad's laziness. <laughs> yeah. And he when he picks up the shovel and makes the shovel hits the ground and he immediately Oh my arm and, and, His and wrist. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's like he's they they say he's gotta fill in the hole because he's a dad and he huffs about it yeah. like such a baby. Yeah, he goes so much for a democracy when it was three yeah. against one. And clearly <laughs> Yeah. <it's, laughs> And clearly fakes an injury to his, and as he's leaving, so I guess that actor uh, improved a ton. So I'll try to call out specific lines uh, the, he improved. The father, but as he's Greg. being led away, he's like, "Don't even look, or don't even think about looking at it, or something." Yeah. You can barely hear me ad lib that. You know who would have killed that role? Oh my god, the guy from Butter, that's in Modern Family. Tyrell. I don't know. Is that his name? Correct. The one that Olivia Wilde couldn't look at without laughing. Correct. Yeah. 
Do you imagine him in that role? Yeah. yeah oh my yeah, god, would have been great. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, we'll they see couldn't about afford. This. They couldn't afford yeah, it. But no, this guy reminded me that he was kind of playing. They couldn't like, have afforded like he one was. Of his wardrobes. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. Just what am I doing? So we're establishing, you know, that we have this creature that's crawled out. We don't know what its motivations are. Yeah, uh, they see dad, the big claw marks. See claw marks, and then there's a walk and talk. Now this led to my second or third huge laugh out loud moment. But the walk and talk that the kids, the kids are going to school, was completely an homage to Halloween. Did you get that vibe? Oh, you know, with Laurie Strode and the girls walking to school. It's a long. I did not long shot. I, mean, I, I know the scene. <laughs> yeah, but I did not get that. And maybe if the street were more claustrophobic, if there were more trees. Yeah, but this is like a more open setting. You know what I mean? Is that what they were going for? Did they? Well, the oh commentary? yeah, absolutely. Okay, he, he cool. said that because he said that the shot was so hard because he's like, of course we had to have the shot come off the street. Yeah. Then come on. He said it was so logistically hard. Uh, they only had two cameras to use on this movie right. for Again, principal just, photography. Just two. How difficult it is to get a movie completed. Yeah. You know, let alone write, direct, have all these effects. I I, I know I always bring it up, but it, I think it's it's important to yeah. to recognize the. The art, the dedication it takes to get a movie made, and then, yeah. and then when that's why I get upset when people sit in their chair like Greg and, and piss all over it. <laughs> I love Greg. I, I I love this guy. Yeah, he's he's my hero. And they have their walk and talk. They get to school, and we meet Alistair, the the friend, the blonde haired friend of Luke's. Yeah, uh, Mimi kind of sexually harasses the kid. Mimi Mimi has a has a crush. It's like, hey, turn around, hunk, or whatever. And yeah, just spin around give it, for Give me. us a spin. Yeah. So and she, he's like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> no. Th- and yeah, in his, that, that kid's deliveries of things, phenomenal. Yeah. So is that he what she meant? later. By give us a spin, like, you, like turn around so I can see your backside yeah, yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Because I, I didn't get it at first. And like, give us a spin. I'm yeah. like, what she the hell is she harasses this, yeah. this kid. He's 10. <laughs> And Stop it. the bell rings or something, and she grabs her brother's books, whips him in, whips him across the way, and yeah. runs away. And that that was after she got turned down. She was <laughs> mad. She grabs his book and just it throws just it throws as hard it. as she can, and he goes, "My math, my math homework." Yeah, <laughs> she's just always bullying him. Holy shit! Um, and again, they don't have to linger. And you know, the movie. I don't think can cut much. I mean, it's pretty lean. You don't have to see them in school. It cuts right to them following the claw marks out of their yard. In oh the yeah, woods. yeah. No, it, it's it's more than fine. You know, you could yeah. say, ah, you know, what's this cut? It's too rushed. But in, in an hour and a half is right right in the wheelhouse yeah. of this genre. So they get to the same warehouse. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That these robbers met a probably terrible fate. Well, they followed his tracks collectively. Yeah, right? they followed. Uh, well, they don't know what it a is. Creatures the creature's tracks. tracks, yeah. They made some comment about it, too. I yeah. can't think of it Well, they mentioned it was. it was an old shoe factory. Yeah. No, they made some comment about his tracks, but it's not coming or to me right maybe now. Maybe the width it or was, how... It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody says no one died making shoes, but I'm sure lots of people died <laughs> oh, making yeah. shoes. Yeah, it's her naivete. You know, with the dyes, yeah. and just like hatters with their mercury poisoning. All factories have... Horrible past. OSHA exists for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> so debunked, Psycho Gorman. Take that. And they get- Well, in- it's a 10-year-old girl. Yeah. It's also her character to, to say, I know everything. And they get into the 
to the warehouse again you as the the audience know something horrible is probably here or whatever yeah well we saw three people yeah you know, two people murdered and one sent into Suspectfully some oblivious tortured hell. at this point and they're you know they're both scared but Mimi bucks up and I think she says like I'm the most dangerous thing in here right yeah yeah which <laughs> yeah she does throughout the movie again it's 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 delivered so well this yeah. kid yeah. and tells him to come out and show yourself yeah and she's trying to be tough and then she kind of runs out of steam and then they kind of a jump scare to the the boss robber who's like how would you describe his positioning how does he <laughs> how does he look yeah he is describe him please in detail <laughs> all right so if if in uh, silence of the lambs like the guy that's hanging how did he smell <laughs> Used Avian skin cream. How did but he not today? Look? How did he <laughs> smell? Multiple migs in the next cell. <laughs> so if that the guy that he had splayed out hanging uh you know from the cage there. Yeah. If that guy was still alive, that's Good. A, yeah, that's right, how it would be. Like, uh, yeah, that kind of thing. He looks messed up, his eyes roll back and the kids freak out and then the demon, this beast thing. Sorry, I keep saying demon appears. And he, Be- he beast. And he and he starts rambling his amazing threats. <laughs> and <laughs> again, suspension of disbelief because these kids would have lost their minds and ran as fast as they could. But they're always, would you say, oddly curious about horrible things? Yeah, because they're never running away from them. So this is an awful parallel, but when you said beast, it it. Made me think of, again, all your movies can have Flor Flor Jansen in them, because <laughs> you know the lace of your last three. Uh huh. And when she says "beast" in uh, Ghost Love Score, oh, I had the live version because I've seen many of the reaction videos, and they're all like "beast." Uh huh. And when you said that, my mind went there, and then I'm like, God, she could have been in this one too. You're a you're a kook for that lady, <laughs> aren't you? Well, I haven't. I haven't actually watched them. In Are you okay? Good. It's been a good seven or ten should days I, without watching. Should any I do videos. a wellness check on you. No, tomorrow? I'm okay. All right. I, I took. T- it's fading away. I'm glad that you're happy. But I just. I don't know if that was an awful tangent, but when you said that, that flashed into my mind. I just thought it was. Kind I of think funny. it's a, a, a peer into your your mind, my friend. That's what it was. <laughs> it's a temporary. And you at home can decide whatever you want. Temporary from that. fix of uh, <laughs> f- of floor. I did see her husband in a picture, yeah. and the two of them sitting side by side. Yeah, and he makes her look small, and she is. Yeah, he's she is dude. over six foot tall, and he's when he's sitting dude. next to her, you're like, my god. Yeah, yeah. Shout do out to not do not rent to those that couple in an Airbnb because you will have <laughs> every furniture in the place will be smashed. <laughs> Okay, onward. Wow. Todd's Airbnb Corner, brought to you by probably nobody at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they So they, they see this guy, PG, or, or this beast appears, and he's rambling his threats. Beast. And she says, shut it. And again, I don't know how she knows to do this, but or is the, the thing's glowing, right? Oh, the, the it glows in her pocket. And she's like, what's up? And says shut it and this is one of a bunch of times where she cuts him off and i think it's really funny yeah because he always listens yes yeah. i will destroy the universe and bathe in your but shut up this little 10 year old controlling the, the, him. the sound design is great because it's just dead quiet yeah for because he has to listen to her and he he does yeah. so it turns out that this pen the, this gem is the gem of 
shoot. Para- Paraxides? Yeah, it, it's spelled D-I-C-E Did you watch it with subtitles? I did. I did, and I forgot to write down. You always do. Yeah. What happened? Paraxidic. Paraxidike? Yeah, the last four letters is spelled dice, but he doesn't Paraxidike. say Paraxidike. He like drops the yeah, he says he kinda, yeah, he says dick. Anyway, Parax is something. <laughs> you really stuck on your uh <laughs> your phallic tonight with <sighs> you know what Defoe. We started with Defoe. Now I we did. have the I, beast I, I, the I beast in his that. in his deke. And it it turns out that this gem holds power over this creature. And she, yeah. Mimi, quickly tests this out by asking it to pick up her brother and spin him around real fast. Yeah. <laughs> and he's finally like, it hurts. And she's like, all right, stop. Yeah. And, like, she's disgusted with his – I think she even tells him, you know, that he's yeah. a whip or something, that he's not very – And now from the commentary, the director apologizes to you, Todd. <laughs> and he apologized to me. Uh, as watchers of this movie, because he did uh, a lot of the uh, effects work, the post-effects work himself, in a limited budget, and he didn't have all the resources. So he apologizes, one, for this scene where Luke is being tussled about and the face didn't match up, so he had to blurt out the face with smoke. See? I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. So that's... You know, that's just yeah. at his level. So a lot of so uh the creatures like power telekinetic stuff, those uh-huh. effects, he did. Yeah. And he says, you know, compared to the flashback stuff, he's like, You can tell the the crappy stuff I did, so I'm sorry. Yeah, and he's probably not so much into the um you know, the post special effects yeah. graphic effects as opposed to the real effects. Right. Yeah. But and again, as a an interaction like this with a crazy monster would would dictate, they have to figure out what to call him. And another scene I liked was the coming up with coming the names. up with his name, yeah, because his his current name is. He said he's called the Archduke of Nightmares. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're naming all these other. What, what's wrong with the Archduke of Nightmares? I like that better. <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to have some agency over what's happening to him, but I, I don't think he really has it. And he doesn't. That with uh, Mimi no. and the Green Stone. And as they're deciding his name, he is in the background running in, in place, ostensibly, because Mimi asked him to run in place. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then stop and clap your hands. And then yeah. and then the clapping's annoying annoying her, which totally reminded me of the bronze. Like, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, that character. Yeah, sure. Just, yeah. And again, Mimi, they come up with the name because they think of Psycho Man and then Gore Man, and they just put it yeah. together, and, yeah, and she then... declares him yeah. Psycho Gore Man. It's cool. It's hip. It's now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, I mean, gosh, oh, she's great. That's She's really good. <laughs> Ryan's going to adopt you wherever you're at. No, not, no. I'm not. I'm full up. No, well, well, you do that student exchange thing, right? Uh, where they, uh, what do they call that? <laughs> Not a sponsor, of course. Uh, where the students come, you're and... making it sound even creepier. We we, no. we don't do anything like this. <laughs> right? What? <laughs> what? Why'd you go there? We we're gonna get to that when the dad gets called into the truck with the baseball cards. And, I mean, that's gonna, the van. Later um, on. So he she's running in place. She stops him again, and he says, "Have you succumbed to madness already?" Like. She's lost it, and he's just still <laughs> had hope that he's 
really tough. And they make him wait in the in the place while they go home. Yeah. You got to just wait in this warehouse. Sit in the corner and uh, wait till we yeah. come get you. And we, we go to, again, some of these effects when they go to this planet. You see a, a, or, or a planet, and then they zoom in on what's Gygax. Yeah. And they have this council. Yeah. So this is where we're introduced to the, the Templar term. So that... That was very interesting to me that he chose that, you know, the the religious, uh, you know, medieval Templars. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the round table and the the uh, uh, unification of the different, you know, planets or whatever yeah. to So, yeah, to the come Templars together. cleanse the world and you're introduced. Yeah. Um, but a lot of bad went on with that. And that, that was kind of his underlying point. Yeah. Like, you know, that <laughs> the Crusades— we're, you know, we're, we're not, you know, you, people know their history. It's not, you know. What, <laughs> That's not why we're here, it's though. It's not a pleasant but thing. Just but just look into it if you don't know. The choice of the Templar I thought yes. was very interesting. Yes, and I agree. All right, Ryan. You're just, he's I, like a stallion that we're I, holding in the gate. He's no, running the surge forward. I, I and I'm, do agree. And I'm pulling on the reins. I, I do agree because. I you a stallion. Isn't that <laughs> creepy? Is that not creepy? That's a ween song. I'm a stallion, man. <laughs> Italian. No, thank you. But it that that's significant. I didn't see the connection between breaking the crucifix and dropping the the cup and the Templar thing. I I got that for yeah, sure. Right. Because of how they were introduced and, and then you Pandora's think, box. And Pandora, you know, yeah. you're introduced to this character and apparently this introduction was borrowed from Star Wars, the scene where you're introduced to Vader. Because in this scene, Pandora is introduced as this, I don't know, maybe the high priestess or whatever, and she chokes out a guy who disbelieves her, similar to how Vader, when introduced in A New Hope. Okay. So inspired by. Yeah. Yeah, So that was in the director's commentary as well. So another Okay. I I can totally see that. Now that you say that, Yeah. yeah, I see that. And so Pandora, villain, you don't, I mean, who knows, right? At this point. Well, she's claiming to be, you know, she's in white. Uh, yeah, so, he's in yeah, black. Oh, yeah. So I mean, they're saviors. calling it out. Yeah, but his underlying subtext again is that just because they're claiming yeah. to be righteous doesn't doesn't mean their acts are so, necessarily yeah. righteous. And you're so she's gonna cleanse the world of whatever he is. So he's bad. They're good. Good apparently. versus evil. Vader versus you know Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And so the kids bring Alistair to the warehouse to meet this to meet PG or Psycho Gorman. And they bring him magazines and a TV. <laughs> Glad you brought or PG for short. PG that was for line. short, yeah. yeah. And they introduce him to magazines and TV. So, what did you think of this scene? Did anything? Did you have a takeaway from this scene with the magazine? Yes, I wrote two of them down. Oh, you did? What'd you yeah, write? which were kind of they're shocking. Oh, they are okay. Well, the one the girl says is shocking. If this is the right oh. scene, but when when he says, you know, I don't like hunky boys, <laughs> and then he looks at you, or do I? <laughs> yeah, that that was hilarious. Yeah, you're like <laughs> you're envisioning it now. Yeah, but then this little ten year old girl says, "Sorry, there's no porno." Oh, when they brought Jesus. all the stuff. Yeah, when yeah. They, that was okay. that later when they carried the TV no, over. No, that's right. Okay, because they brought a magazine. But that, but she said I was horrified. No yeah, yeah. The little ten-year-old girl okay. is saying, "Sorry, there's no porno." Well, there wasn't, and <laughs> you never know. You know uh, what would enrage oh, him to, to to follow. I know. Through on I, some of his I really feel for parents, Ryan, yourself included. Yeah, the no, technology you have to deal with with your that's correct that are in your kids' hands right now. That's correct. And what they're looking at. Well, 
she ex- tries to explain a magazine to him, and it's got a hunky man, you know, shirtless. And yeah, Johnny G or whatever it she was. She says it's about hunky boys, and he d- he says, I do not I do not care for hunky boys. Or do I? And then it pans in, and his face, and he smiles slightly. Yeah, the red eyes. <laughs> or do I? And the I think Luke asks him, you know, what are you? And I think it's funny. He has Psycho Gorman has to like sit in the couch and yep. gather them around. Yeah, like a big sigh or something. Yeah, yeah like he has to sit down. Like, gather around, kids. Let's <laughs> tell you the worst story of the history of and evil. Not to belong it or prolong it too much, but um, you know, he was a slave. The Templars enslaved them. He finds this gem, which he puts into him into his body cavity in a kind of gross effect. Oh yeah, a la um, alien cowboys and aliens. Yeah, yeah, that's actually good analogy yeah that's what it looked like and this gives him power and he frees himself of the tyranny of the templars yeah gets a crew of people the paladins i think they're called and then because of the evils that and punishment that he suffered he is now going to kill everyone in the universe yeah and he starts ending worlds and he becomes this bloodthirsty yes crazy person yeah the homage to vlad so 76 kills is what it showed up on a, one of the videos I watched, but he was counting all the people impaled on the stakes. Right. And they came out with a count of 70, a kill count of 76 in this movie, which is nowhere near because the like, yeah. actual kills, they're, they're counting yeah. like all those people that were yeah. on the stakes. And, you know, he punches a guy's head off. So, yeah. You know, just a swipe of his hand off he right, Off it goes. <laughs> and he conquers all these worlds with his team of uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And so that's a fun backstory, I guess. And it's still bad guy, right? Yeah. So fairly lengthy it's, it's flashback. Yeah. Not, not nah, too bad. And no. there's some decent effects. Not like still. And Psycho Goreman looks at the TV, and, you know, because they told him to watch the TV and get cooler or else they'd end him. But he looks at the TV and wonders if he can communicate with his. With his former teammates. Yeah, this TV. With the TV. <laughs> this TV has energy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it starts to drip blood, and oh my goodness, he can communicate with his old teammates. And that's good. Yeah, via via closed caption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that happens, and they say, we're going we're gonna to plot your course. The, or generals, gonna, are, the generals are on the way. Yeah, and then a hard cut to a nice dinner at home. Was yeah, so right. The family was the, the family the was dinner. at the dinner table. I and don't know how nice the dinner was. Lazy but. <laughs> dad cooked the chicken. He cooked the chicken. He cooked the dinner in the microwave. And he has this rant about the rant he does at dinner is so great. And He's he, so proud of himself. He microwaves the chicken. Um, yeah. This chi- oh, and and uh, Hollister's <laughs> over for dinner as well. Oh yeah, Hollister's yeah. over for dinner. Yep. And then they're talking about when they were playing guns outside or whatever, and Greg has that talk about, yeah, we were young once, and we played guns. It was called the Iraq War. <laughs> it didn't end well for some of us. <laughs> and then and then the wife. And she pipes up, like, that's all bullshit. You never- You, you never fired a gun. Hold a gun or something. Yeah. You yeah. Were, yeah, were, yeah. <laughs> I don't, so I, I don't know I don't, what to make of I that. don't know where that went. I mean, it, it was supporting- you know the the rift between the husband and wife and his laziness. Yes, when, but so he but he's actually making up stories to make it look what like we he's know done about things. him. That's not true. So he becomes all the crazier because that's what he said out <laughs> yeah. loud, which is hysterical to me. And 
PG ends up in, in the next scene, again, kind of a jarring scene, right? This is when PG shows up at the house having been summoned. By because uh, Mimi's like, I want to, I want to get him over she, here, right? Yeah, she calls him. She calls him in the backyard. I think she was still yeah. upset because Hollister wouldn't play with her again. Yeah, and then she goes and gets her, yeah, her gem. Oh, and- sorry, my going back to the to the the chicken dinner scene. I'm so sorry. Um, when she goes in the microwave and sees it's just yeah. destroyed, yeah. and she's calling up the stairs, and she's like. <laughs> You ruined the microwave, and he's just looking at her, and then he just says, "You're welcome." You're welcome, because he cooked dinner. Yeah, yeah, and he's just so out of it. But you're welcome. So, the director in the commentary, he said the original cut was way longer, and he so that actor improved that "You're welcome," and he was started shedding tears. He's so proud of himself yeah. that he cooked. A chicken dinner in the microwave. Yeah. yeah, and so he, the the director said they held on the shot. He's like, "You're welcome," and he says it again, and he like literally starts crying. <laughs> yeah, and so when you watch this version of the movie, yeah, you can start. You see him; he's about he, really to cry. Okay, and then the next take, yeah. he would have been. I, you know, I thought the the lady that played his wife did a did a real nice job. She was good at it. Yeah, I, think, I thought I she agree. did good. I, I'm surprised she's in nothing else. Me too. Me a hundred percent. Me too. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering if you thought. Yeah, so. I did. I really, really did. And so Peachy shows up, and they're having this little fight. And the mom sees this monster out. And who's the first to? Who's the first out of the house when a monster is coming? Right. I I don't think it's Greg. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Dad's charging into battle. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. And Mom comes out with a bat, hits it off yeah. of Peachy's arm. And dad comes yeah. out. <laughs> the bat, the brat shatters. It shatters. Yeah, and and what? And then the dad comes running out. And My what does he say? <laughs> yeah, he's not concerned about this monster with his, you know, children that his yeah. wife is trying to fend off to save their children. Yeah. He says, "My lucky bat." My lucky bat. Oh, and previously um, at Mimi's behest, Alistair has been turned into a brain creature yeah a brain with tentacles so you'll have to watch to see why that happened but so the parents you see who's the stronger of the two and they're on the ground and psycho gorman's like i am going to kill you <laughs> yeah mimi says no you're not i'm going to bathe in your blood <laughs> yeah but i'm just... really going to kill you yeah 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 it... He keeps saying it over and over again, and they like yeah. closer shots, and he's leaning yeah. in, and they're like getting more horrified. And then I think they do another hard cut, don't yeah. they? They yeah. just boom, we're done with this. To scene. a music video. <laughs> so here is oh the band. Yeah, so this is it. Hard cut from oh. this to a music oh, video. I don't know what to say about this song, Ryan. I say say what's in your heart, man. It's upsetting. You don't like it? It's a terrible. It's song, a ten-year-old. It? Well, it's frig you. This frig frig off. The song is literally called it, it, Frig Off. It is funny, but the parenting, my God, man, for, you know, she's she's apologizing for not bringing a demon porn. Yeah. She's 10. Mm-hmm. Now her her homemade son, her, yeah. I guess she wrote the song, right? I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, is, is all well, frig, frig this, Frig well, Off. It starts off, and this is a, a, a California thing, when we were in San Francisco, um, it would be you. You'd say "hella" when you meant like a lot of. Yeah, and well, you, when the kids didn't want to swear, they'd say "heckin'." Yeah, and so this song starts off with "I'm the heckin' best." Yeah, 
and for yeah, all the rest. Isn't it the Billy Idol song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, That's what it sounds like. It was to me. written. It was an original song that was written by the like the the people who did the score. They wrote this song, and so it's a music video of this song, and it's a montage. And again, eighties. So did you like the yeah. montage at least a little? Anything yeah. Oh yeah. It was that? it was fun. I'm just like. I just she's so young. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that makes it funnier. I get it, but it's sure. like, oh my god! But yeah, I totally got the Billy Idol out of that yeah. song. So they they have a montage, and it's them kind of getting along as a family. Like the mom and and Mimi are taking him psycho gourmet shopping. He's trying on different clothes, and then they're walking down the street, and a girl says, "Nice costume," and he explodes that girl. Yeah, with his eye beams or whatever. And it's just super fun. <laughs> Again, that was a digital effect on that one. Yeah. But he explodes a, like a, a young girl who makes fun of him. Yeah. And this, again, silly, silly, silly. It establishes that things are, are, are silly. And now we have another homage because they have a little scene at the diner where they establish um, that an honorable death is, is eating somebody in his culture. So they have kind of a fun little exchange there. But Luke has a nightmare. So the nightmare scene, um, I really dug. And this reminded me literally of something. Yeah. We're still in the diner? Well, no. This is after the diner. Okay. Um, The the next scene that really stood out as an homage to something else is Luke has this nightmare. And he wakes up in bed and there's zombies all around him and Psycho Gorman shows up. And he says, this is the only way I could communicate with you. <laughs> what? Go on. Does this not sound right? The Well, so, I, I was looking down at my notes, trying to see if I had a note for that scene, because I thought I did so in the diner. So he has this, this, this dream. And no, this is after the diner. Luke, ha- Luke has this dream. And essentially, Psycho Gorman asked Luke to get the gem so they both can be yeah. free of Mimi's tyranny. Yeah, and he says you're stronger than I thought. Yeah, yeah, because he's such a good brother, and he's just not giving her up. And he's yeah. like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it." Exactly. Uh, both free, be free from her madness or something. But this was really reminiscent of Phantasm. Do you remember the movie Phantasm? Yeah, is that the guy with all the needles? <laughs> the the flying balls, the spherical. Yeah. Okay. Balls. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And. Um, there's a dream sequence almost totally the same in colored like reddish orange. Oh, nice. Like yeah, yeah, so it wasn't like Freddy Krueger or anything like that where they fall asleep no, and he shows up yeah, in their dreams. It's like the tall man is in the corner, okay. just like Psycho Gorman's in the corner. There yeah, very cool. Him. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of fun. But I like, in, in, in typically in those movies, the dream sequences just, you know, somebody wakes up. But in this, they kind of reach a stalemate. And, he, and Luke's like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, wait, we just wait around for your dream to end. Your dream yeah. to end. <laughs> so they made it real awkward and funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, right. I thought that too, because they, they did that a few times where they just kind of all stop and just stare at each other like, okay, what yeah. happens now? It's kind of like a pun on, yeah. you know, the way they do those movies. I'm glad that you picked up on that. Oh, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> In the next scene, I think, is the scene where. Mimi is teaching him how to psycho Gorman how to play crazy ball. So they're on a uh, they're on a basketball court. Yep, like at a schoolyard. Yeah, or... in a schoolyard, and she's teaching. And and they never really they they like kind of with the sound design they cover up the the 
rules, so it's always murmur, like, <laughs> but you know, switcheroo so far and things like that. Yeah. But did you notice Psycho Gorman, what he was wearing? So in this part, he, at this point, he's wearing clothes. Is this the one with the cowboy hat and the glasses? Yeah. Is that this scene? Okay, because so, he had a few different outfits that were so ridiculous. Well, he tried on a bunch in, in that yeah. montage, but now he shows up in clothes yeah. in the world because he can't be walking around like this monster. Did he look like anybody to you? Kevin Bacon. So it, That's the first thing that popped did, into my it, head just it, now. It popped when I looked at it, and I'm like, that's something. I didn't catch it. Okay. But he's dressed as Dr. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Oh, no Sam way. Neal, exactly. No. So the red scarf... <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. God, that that's same hat. That's a movie I've seen so many times that I, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, that's funny. It. Re- I mean, that really that yeah. that got me when he when the guy said it on the on the uh, director's commentary. I was like, oh, holy shit, that's cool. I like that. And so she's trying to teach them crazy ball, and cops show up, and I don't know necessarily why cops show up. Well. I think I think the mom called the cops because they just had that battle at the house. You know, yeah, there was, I guess you're there right. was a yeah, battle a before point. that, and then they're like, "Oh, this demon just left with our children." Oh no! But but they, they dressed no, them up. No, no, yeah, they've made peace. They're a family now. Like that, so, that was my thought was that the no, mom called. It couldn't the, have been the the parents. Okay, then. So somebody, yeah, get what? There's a monster on the tennis courts or yeah. whatever, <laughs> and the cops show up. Now this is another. Um, connection to the that the director has in a big one and i i have i apologize that i didn't know the director well enough to appreciate this in the movie uh-huh and you'll probably when hearing this you'll be like you're so stupid but <laughs> so the cops show up and they pull guns immediately right yeah. and you're a security you know this oh. world would you like they pull guns and fire immediately well the one guy asked him what to do and he's like you know, he's something about protocol, and he's like, "Screw the rules, shoot!" Because <laughs> yeah. there's a, you know, because of what's standing there. So, they, I mean, they shoot very. I, I got a. I, we did this on another video or, or podcast. I got to liken back to the '80s, right? Yeah, the rules were much different back then, right? So, so the bullets don't have an effect, and Psycho Gorman grabs the nearest officer, who, again, as an actor, I should have recognized from this director's other other work. Oh. Um, so he grabs this this officer's hand and stares into his eyes. So this is another power. He can yeah. ruin your mind. It's mind well, control. Melting or... your face and ruin your mind. It's 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 just like the worst demonic yeah. thing you can think so, of happening so to you. Yeah. Just ruined but this guy just starts to melt and melt uh-huh. and melt. And and does but he doesn't die. He's no, in this he torturous hell, and then he gets really funny after this. <laughs> okay, see. Oh my god. And maybe this will, will. So I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. But they, so the the other cop flees, and another funny moment. The other cop flees. The car keys are uh-huh. with the melty cop, and the guy's like, "Where are the keys?" And the guy's like, yeah. And the guy's like, "Give me the keys." And yeah. then he just runs away. And then he just keeps on running before, <laughs> yeah, because Gorman told him to run. Yeah. And tell tell all his other. Yep. And uh, now they're walking in the woods, and the Melty Cop is just, he gives Mimi a card, a heart-shaped card. Yeah, and it was almost like they cut a scene out before yeah, that. Probably. Because he was acting like, you know, this is the card you made me, like she was expecting it. Yeah. 
Yeah, in and blood. it says, "Please kill me." Yeah, <laughs> and then he's trying to shoot himself, but he can't. He's trying because he's so zombified. <laughs> he's making a. He's like, he's like uh, Men in Black. You know the the Earl suit or whatever that guy's the name Edgar was. Edgar suit. Edgar. I'd, I'd say he's even he's even more melty than that. He's like yeah. um, guy at the end but of RoboCop. But no control of his body. You know, guy at he's the end like, of RoboCop who got messed up in the sewage. Yeah. In, in the in the acid yeah and so he so that is based on a short film that the director did called biocop and it's like a trailer and it's that guy who and it's a funny short about a cop who gets really really hurt but just doesn't die <laughs> and then so, so they put that like in. yeah and that's it's the actor from that movie oh nice and so i guess there's a lot of fan he, they said fanboys of Biocop getting his own movie. And so the director's like, well, there you have it. He kind of had his oh. own movie. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So there's an interesting point, side note, that a short film, because I had watched, there's like uh, the, all the Halloween stuff on Hulu going on. I had texted mm-hmm. you. I watched a couple, which is really cool. Yeah. I thought maybe we could do something with that. But a cult following from this short from this short film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's a way, you know, and then it ends up yeah. being put in a movie or becoming a full movie. Yeah. You know, good, you know, yeah, that's that cool is, stuff that is with independent. Something cool for us yeah. to track too. And so there's some funniness there and uh you know, they that's the the what is love scene so Psycho Gorman asks what is love and there's a bunch of funny little retorts to that. Uh but now we have an escalation in the film. Yeah, the generals show up, right? Well, this this is when Pandora beams down to Earth in a human form, or we can only assume is a human form. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. Because uh, I know the generals show up, and we have that big battle. That's oh, where this I was is yeah. This we is at. close. So so yeah. Two things happen at once. So Pandora, who you see her before, kind of morph out into a human form. She comes down, and she goes into a police station, and. She is asking about the location of something, and they're all making fun of her, like hillbilly cop with a big beard, and yeah. they're you know they're they're just giving her the business, like I don't know. And then she does something, right? Does she use her voice or like yells or uses power? Oh, what is she? Because she goes up to the oh the other cop is like yeah she's right I saw a monster, and she goes up to him and. Like gets the secrets out of that guy. That yeah, and his eyes, eyes, his eyes turn a different color yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But she had already turned the turned the girl into a meat cube when she was on the other before she beamed oh. down and, and ate her. Like smeared the blood on her face. Oh, that's right. But that was before the cops. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah they're on. So we know she's capable of. You yeah, know, they're on the ship and and. Um, Pandora's asking, what are the inhabitants of Earth? Yeah. And they beam up a yeah, person. Yeah, bring, bring me one. Yeah, yeah. And she turns it into a, yeah. Like a, like a, like a meat Teeny cube. A, a meat, like a Rubik's cube of meat flesh. The yeah, whole so human. she compounds that whole girl. And then, yeah, then slams it on the table and then oh, takes the right. blood, guts, and just smears it all over yeah. her mouth. Yeah. That was pretty compelling. Well, it was definitely character establishing, that's for sure. Compelling, you know, imagery. <laughs> oh, as, as far as the effects, yeah. 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 And so now we have a somebody in pursuit of now a good guy, because now we like Psycho Goreman. Yeah, and when 
when and how this happens, because it happened to me, and I remember questioning. I'm like, why? Why is? Yeah. Why is Gorman the good guy? Because he still wants to to destroy, kill everybody in the universe. That's true. But but they get us rooting for him. Yes, they do. That's crazy. How about that? Yeah. There's a moment, uh, and this is when the Psycho Gorman's paladins show up. So they all beam down, and you think, oh, I'm rescued, and he thinks the same thing, and they share with him that. They were glad he was imprisoned. Yeah. We've been happy since you've been gone. Yeah. They teamed up with the Templars, and they have their own planet, yeah. and they have they a nice little out. rotation yeah. and system. And they're, they're kind to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's happy, and they were the ones that sold them out to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then the battle starts. And you're thinking, well, they have a good point. It yeah. sounded like a good thing that they did. Yeah. How the He's hell did we a, start rooting I for know, him? I know. Because still in this, you're like, you sons of bitches. Yeah. Deserves got nothing to do with it. That's right. <laughs> and because of Mimi stopping him a little bit, they get the best of him for a minute. Yeah. And she doesn't give him full reign until he... Uh, somebody email us on how this happened. How, how do you start rooting for Gorman? What What is the turning point? Because we're talking and we're smiling at each other and we hadn't really even, don't know. Hadn't even occurred to it me. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. And he's getting beat and, and it's filmed in a in a, such a way and all Mimi wants is for him yeah. to just apologize for seeming to think that he was going to let his friends kill the kids and she wanted an apology <laughs> and the apology she that he gives what were again because there's a lot of ways they could have played it they could have played it silly or whatever but he gives an apology psycho gorman what did you think of that delivery when he's on the ground mm-hmm. i thought when he did the the full real apology because uh-huh. the first one she didn't accept um I thought it was uh, that really stood out actually, didn't it? Yeah, you know he really okay. delivered it well. Are you just? just no, I'm serious. I remember that. I remember that standing out to me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not placating you. I promise. Okay, because because <laughs> that that really I did think stand the, out. To the me. voice actor decided it's kind of like when, was it the same guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. So he went from he just voice to a to a a sincere me, yeah yeah chi- child. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. A sincere apology. Thanks but, for that. I thought that was going to be no, me alone no. It stood that, out to me. You weren't alone. Wrapped. But the line Mimi says right, right before the generals get beamed down when, um, when Gorman says uh, uh, something's coming and there's like rumbling in the sky, mm-hmm. you know. And Mimi looks at him and says, "What? You got to take a dump or something?" <laughs> just yeah, like, that's a good one. It was funny. I, I wrote that one, one down. That cracked me up. Uh, Psycho Gorman mops up with all of his people and uh, gives the last guy a warrior's death. So we get to see a kind of cool practical effect with him eating the last guy. And it turns out that he has been poisoned. Yeah. Again, he's so what? He's a terrible, you know, planet killing, horrible monster, but okay. And all of a sudden you're, you're wanting him to be saved. Right. Yeah. And they get him back to the warehouse because he's again, he's poisoned, and we have another hard cut to Greg and Susan, the mom and dad, in their fight about him being lazy. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> and it's really, it is kind of rough. Yeah. And again, she accuses him of being lazy, and his response is, "I don't know what's ad libbed in that scene, but it's pretty brilliant." <laughs> he uh. Well, she's a hundred percent right. I yeah, mean, at least is. the way they established everything. I yeah. mean, he literally because at the end, he's like, "What? 
what have you done or you know name yeah. one thing you've done and, yeah. and they do that long yeah cut on him where you can't come up with anything and they're having this fight and it's it ends and it's a hard cut to him on the shitter and yeah. he's continuing the fight saying what he would have said yep if he had the guts to which yep. i thought was funny yeah that was it it, it was so i mean well written because <laughs> it's so with his character yeah yeah and putting him on the shitter was even more funny. <laughs> yeah. and, and then we get the little blue orb floating in. A little orb that turns into uh, an effect that the director was really proud of, the way that uh, he yeah. didn't do this one. Uh, Psycho Gorman's face pops up and says, you need to find me or else your yeah. family's going to die or something. Right. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he just he says it so that he'll he'll yeah. respond. Yeah. And and it's funny. It's a funny scene because the the dad's like, "What's the address?" Yep. And he has to come back, and it's jarring every time. He's like, "Oh, yeah." And then I don't know where that is. And then he and then comes he back come a third back. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So stuff you don't see in movies. That's what made it funny. All right. I was. I thought maybe you could see that as a little cheesy on the really yeah. cheesy side, which it is. But I think it's it's really really funny. And dad, um, he does. He he finds his way to this. Um, to this warehouse, and um, he picks them up, and he gets them in this truck that they borrowed from some local. It was just some local guy's truck that they, the guy said he could let them have. Oh, in the commentary. Yep. Okay. For quite a few days. That's an old. That was an older pickup. Yeah, and it's just some locals who they found at a gas station. He's like, sure, you can use my yeah. truck for your movie. And then little again, little Mimi, the guy's barely alive, or the demon yeah. monster, and she's like, can you move over so I can fit my wagon in? Yeah. <laughs> so they get into the driveway, and we have Pandora, who's at the home, and with Susan, who's kind of, now this is kind of splitting the family, because Susan's saying, come on with us. You yeah. know, this thing is a monster. Pandora's convincing, so Luke... And Mimi have their standoff, and Greg and Susan have their standoff. Yeah, and and they're making it so that they can get to their finale of the game, and they have the you know the the two teams, so they're dividing them up in threes. Yeah, yeah. yeah which we don't know yet, but so that's what Luke they're doing. gets out, and he's like, you know, come with us. So Luke and Mimi, and Luke stands up to Mimi in the truck. Yeah, and he gets the out. daughters with dad, and and Luke's with mom, and then the dad's, um, you know, he. He defies. He has his moment, and Pandora has this like rant about says something about servitude, and Greg says, "Well, oh, I know what it's like because I'm married to you, Susan." Yeah, <laughs> and he starts to get lippy with her, and he says, "How's this for lazy?" Yeah, drives Susan, away. How, didn't you catch that? How's lazy, this for lazy, Susan? <laughs> yeah. Susan? Did you catch that when yeah. he said that? Yeah, because yeah. so it, it stands out. It's almost like the way he delivered it with such a beat, where yep. the word "lazy Susan." Stands out. Yeah. But he's saying, how's this for lazy, Susan? So he he backs out and off they go to this yep. warehouse for a showdown. So they're, they're that's their team of three. And then you got Pandora, Mom, and Luke for the yeah. other side. Yeah. So you have, you know, two opposing forces. Yep. Which is going to be affectionately called Team Suck. Yeah, Team Suck. By that's me. right. Your team suck. Your team suck. <laughs> so they, they get to a point where they're playing crazy ball, but... You know, Mimi, she has a, a like a weird moment where she prays, and yes, she does. It's she says, "I'll be in my office." Dad gives comedic. her that speech. Oh God, we got to talk about that. Yeah, Dad's speech. Oh well, God. I don't think we should. It's a terrible, terrible lesson to be learned. <laughs> don't don't go with strangers. There's not going to be baseball cards. It's not going to really have the little the little puppy is not in the van, yeah. kids. 
it, that is a funny scene. Or if there is knowing a, oh, yeah. how ridiculous it was. Yeah. Did you did you find it funny? He had a big collection, and it was beautiful. <laughs> you know, it was very uh, yeah, it very subtextual there. <laughs> And Mimi, she she prays, and again, kind of a jarring scene because she breaks the crucifix yeah, off this, the wall. The, but this, I did not like this scene. And then you cut to some more, more comedy because Greg's looking at the TV, and he improv he improvs this line. Well, this TV won't stop bleeding because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. Is yeah, uh, kind of like us. Yeah, we, we watch TV. Yeah, yes, we do. <laughs> and now we have the showdown because. Um, we have Pandora who shows up and predictably, right? Oh, she shows up. Now, was the next thing that happens was a surprise to you or no? Um, With Susan showing up behind her? Well, you mean when she turned her into the Power Ranger? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, she That's was pre- valid. She was preparing the drinks. Yeah. You know, for so it. Earlier, she gives Susan a drink and yeah. Pandora shows up with Luke and then a, a robot. Susan. Yeah, that, so they did a hard cut before that. Susan takes the drink, and it's like, oh, and then, you yeah, know. Yeah, but she seemed to be liking what was happening. And but, yeah, they don't show her in, in yeah. the outfit until she shows up to do battle yeah. at the warehouse area. And so, yeah, they all kind of come to show show down. and, and Well, she, she came to kill the weakened demon because he can't defend himself because yeah. he's dying, and then he invokes the Templar code of a warrior yeah. to um, be able to, to die in battle and and then uh he chooses to let Mimi pick the game and yep. we all know what that game's gonna be. Yep. And uh, what's that game called? Crazy Ball. There it is. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and they you know, they they have a they have to have a crazy ball battle and that's again ridiculous about this movie, but they line up and and oppose to one another and, and Greg is in front of robot Susan and he Yeah looks at her and says, I still love you, Susan. And <laughs> again, <laughs> it's this poor weird weirdo. Yeah. And Mimi does explains the rules, of course, of the whole game to yeah. the to the, oh, yeah. to so the newcomers. Yeah. Hours. And she does it. Pandora doesn't has a question about the one part. Yeah. She's like, should have listened the first Should've time. Listened. So they have this battle and and it, it's funny. There's just random cuts and the heavy metal music is going and you know it's, yeah, they, it's just they, kind of fun and one. They play a game of crazy ball. And it ends up a switcheroo like telegraphed in the beginning between Mimi and Luke. Yeah, cuz they're losing, so the only way they could win was a yep. sw- to, with a switcheroo they could take yep. the whole game. Yeah. So Mimi wins the switcheroo. It kind of cuts to the aliens on their planet having been watching this whole thing going, "Oh," and everybody's like, "Oh," like Somebody dropped a you know fly ball in the outfield or something. <laughs> uh, well, Wizard of Oz esque, right? Yeah, they're looking into the globe. Yeah, everybody was vested in it, and then, yeah, oh, they're shit. watching the thing unfold in the globe. There, I'll get you, my pretty. Yep. <laughs> and um, so I, I I think that um, that kind of is it would it would have been a funny end to me. Like everybody's just got to walk away. But Pandora really doesn't. Uh, she doesn't take to this. Oh no, she says, she's still. It, it didn't matter to forget her. Forget it. Forget it. And she goes. She's to, still gonna kill him. To slash him, Mimi steps in the way, and then Mimi's mom steps in her way to kind of say, "Well, Pan- All right. yeah, it was actually quite telling. They've been yeah. foreshadowing this the whole thing. Pandora was gonna slice through Mimi to kill the demon, yep. and then at the last instant, Mom's sword yep. inter- blocks it, so Mom saves her." 
So that that's, you know, all right, now we have the beginnings of a battle. Psycho Gorman isn't armed, but he figures out a way to do this. But what's, I think, more telling about this is when they go back to the kids and, you know, Luke kind of betrayed Mimi and they're having that discussion. Yeah. And now they go back into the frigging song. And this is an 80s thing. Remember the theme song at the yeah. end? They'd make the piano version of it. Right? Okay. And so she starts to sing. Richard Marks. The frickin' uh, song. Yeah. But acoustically. And then Luke joins in, like, not knowing the words. And then even Psycho Gorman pops his head up and starts singing. <laughs> and, again, ridiculous people. I get it. But it just puts a smile on my face. Like, <laughs> they know what they're doing, and I think they're doing it well. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing about him understanding love, though, was a little confusing for me but well it, it, but it was supposed it meant just, to be i think funny and, and bizarre because you know given the end yeah it's supposed to be opposite of the actual meaning kind of thing yeah yeah well we've got a fight between psycho gorman and pandora where yep. he's, well he's got his he got they gave him the gem oh yeah they he, gave him so the he gem got his so power he could, yeah he got his power back yep. because that was the whole issue yeah. was the brother had had the gem he had stolen oh, the it. brother did yeah and then the whole thing was do i give him yeah you know do i give it back to him and uh so when they saw what pandora back. was gonna do that was they gave it to him yeah and they um psycho gorman makes a sword out of various yeah. body parts of her you have no punching. weapon and i'll make one <laughs> <laughs> he's ripping body parts he's punching of stuff out of her yeah it's it's super funny and he makes yeah. this giant very creative actually sword yeah. out of her bones yeah. and yeah viscera meat stick, <laughs> yeah. stick sword and they're fighting and again now this is kind of a quiet scene maybe this is what i was thinking about earlier where mimi and luke are like kind of recon- reconciling and she's not going to say i'm sorry but she knocks it in the thing uh-huh and says I'm sorry. And this battle's going on behind them in slow motion with like sparks flying and all that stuff. Yeah. I thought that imagery was kind of cool. Yeah. And and that, I guess that was in character for her, you know, that she wouldn't yeah. say it, but she was able to, to she's like, well, I'm going to, she was able to Morse code it out. Yeah. yeah. And again, poor stoic Luke just takes it, you know. <laughs> he's, he's a good boy. And predictably, Psycho Gorman defeats Pandora and he gives her a, a warrior's, a warrior's death. death. Yeah. Which... And then the parent, they're, the kids are actually pulling the parents away. Oh, like, you don't want to see oh, this. Yeah. Cause they, they, yeah. <laughs> These kids have been witness to so much horror. Oh, yeah. They're forever changed. Yeah. And I, I liked the, you know, Psycho Gorman has to go off and, and destroy the world. Right? Is that what you took? He opens well, up a portal. But before doing it, he does a Wizard of Oz s goodbye, wherein well, he rips a hunk of his flesh off and gives it to Mimi. Yeah, and I was a little confused because it looked like he went when he went through that portal. I thought he was going into another dimension. Oh, it, to, that looked to, like downtown Denver to or kill something. everybody. But then he cut to you know the dinner table. Yeah, and Hollister's house, and he's news. on the news. So he was clearly still yeah, on purple Earth. Purple giant attacks. Yes. Yeah. And Earth still killing everybody, but it made it look like, but not the family. So no. that's what I think. That's the end of the movie: is he destroys our planet, but not the family. Yeah, and then, but then they they show the family 
that's interesting dichotomy because and it's like, do our families deserve to live because of the way we are living? Because here you got the the high end family table, mom, dad, mm-hmm. and Hollister. Yeah. But Hollister's just a big He's brain saying, with oh, tentacles. Alistair. Alistair. I thought it was Hollister. <laughs> it's Alistair. Did, yeah, like that's Alistair. What, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wrote and I wrote it different every. Maybe it is Hollister. 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 Yeah. I thought it was Alistair. That's what I was reading. Huh. Because I kept on writing it A L E I S T E R. You should, if you could only see our faces. Yeah, this <laughs> we're whole all time, crinkled up Hollister? and confused. <laughs> well, we're calling them different well, names. How Alistair? But the point was, is that this this mom and dad are so caught up in in their own minds. Yeah, there there's zero interaction that they don't even notice their own son is a brain is a giant brain with tentacles eating at the table yeah. while. Good you know, catch. Gorman's destroying the world. It's like, well, maybe, yeah. maybe we, you know, haven't evolved enough, and and uh, are, are deserving of. Such. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's amazing, and that's really where our movie ends. That's the, it, it's, <laughs> that's it's, it. it's it's he's terrorizing the rest of the world. We un- assume, and poor Alistair or Hollister, depending on who you uh, who you watch it with. Um, is struggling at the dinner table to eat his piece. <laughs> and his little tentacles are going up and down and yeah, the and credits are rolling. We have no, f- we refuse to use our phones at the table uh, yeah. in the studio. So we'll we'll check it out when we get home, whether yeah. he's Alistair or whether he's Hollister. All right. Well, I, there was a lot of other stuff that I found in the interest of time. I'll, I'll skip some of the, the added notes. But if you research the film yourself or look at IMDb, that's where a lot of it came from. Or from the commentary, which was super awesome. So we're going to end as we do um, with um, reviews. We're not. We're not going to go with the singing of it. Are we? Are we canning that? I don't. Mm. You don't like it. I can tell by your face. We started it with uh, the opera. The opera singer reviews and reviews. I, I can see you don't like it. So email us. Do you like it? Don't yeah, you like that'd it? Be cool. Here. A little independent podcast at gmail.com. Well, did you hate it's this? time for did you hate, reviews. Did you hate this completely? The movie? Yeah. No. Was no. it like for what it was? It was funnish? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, you know, it's a Ryan movie. Yeah. So I, I, I get on board and I go for the ride. All right. Cool, man. I like that. That was awesome. Uh, our, well, we have a bad review and here we go. <laughs> One star? And there were plenty of them. Don't worry. There were plenty. But this is a one out of ten. It's titled Abomination. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that with the cross and, and all that. Okay. Interesting. All right. What a disgusting movie this was? Question mark, exclamation. Apart from being politically correct, this style is obviously already liked by children. Blood and entrails. Some flat jokes based on corpses writhe and want to kill themselves, but they can't. The father in the film teaches his daughter that if a stranger invites her into his car, she should go. Was that right? Is this a comedy? An idiocy? Is the screenwriter of this film taking too much drugs? All these are question marks? Okay. An explanation. This movie can only be enjoyed by intoxicated teenagers like Beavis and Butthead. The point... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which which Ryan clearly is. <laughs> <laughs> this movie can only be enjoyed by intoxicated teenagers like Beavis and Butthead. The point is the millennials probably haven't heard of them. 
End of review. Wow. Yeah. You think that a millennial wrote that? I don't know. I it, maybe a, a, a bot wrote it, or somebody maybe not from this country. I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to end with, I, I, I picked, there was a host of little short good ones that were just kind of interesting. Okay. So I've got a few little short good ones to right. close us out. Uh, these are all 10 out of 10. Ridiculously funny. It's silly, corny, ridiculous, and so much fun. It's got the cult classic vibe of the 80s. I skimmed it for like 30 minutes to check if my kid would like it. I was laughing the whole time. Now I'm sure he's going to love it. We'll watch it tomorrow. Your kid? Your kid. Well, hopefully you say it's kid. That sounds it, like a kid. Older kid, teenager, yeah. All right. This one is titled, I fucking loved it. Not only did I, but my girlfriend loved it also. I'm in this movie. It was fantastic. What? That was the entire first line. I'll do it again. Not only did I, but my girlfriend loved it also. I'm in this movie. It was fantastic. I don't get the bad reviews, you know, what you're getting into when you watch it. But when you watch it in, it's amazing, and it's absolutely hilarious. So that's somebody who he, doesn't know how to speak. He's all in. Is apparently in the movie. Yep. And finally, I just rated a PG movie. Shit. Damn it. I'm so sorry. Here we go again. I just rated a PG movie. Smiley face. Ah, uh, ha, ha. I just Psycho rated a Gorman. PG movie. PG for sure. I can't help myself. I love this movie. Enjoy the little Easter eggs and references. Also, The Mask of the Templars offers some shape similarities to Angelina's, Angelina Jolie's chin and lips. <laughs> Let me say that. I, I'm going to take that again. Again, I'm so sorry. Dump our podcast because of me. I'm sorry. But here we go. Also, The Mask of the Templars offers some shape similarities to Angelina Jolie's chin and lips. Yeah, this this person has studied them in detail, I go. guess. Chin and lips. I can't say that I didn't think the same when I first watched it. I was you like, got Angelina? Is that Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that. Uh, well, right. Maybe check it out again or another nine times like I did. <laughs> there you go. Inside the Blu-ray, and I'll have Todd look at this afterwards, is a full booklet of merchandise. So check out some Psycho Gourmet merchandise. But Todd oh. gets to look at the physical catalog of Psycho Gourmet Let's merchandise. Let's get physical. So physical. thank you so much uh, for listening. Thank you so much for your feedback. Again, a little independent podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think, good, bad, ugly. Just be kind as you can be. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Well, if it's a lot of ugly, it's a lot of ugly. But It's you know. not. It's just a great hour and a half two hours with with two friends in our in our legions that's right well um todd thank you for watching this thank you ryan for suggesting it absolutely and uh ryan yes todd we will always have monte doro who are those guys who are those guys you'll love it You're gonna love it. It's just a little
Alright, yeah, yeah. Just a little independent. 